This is episode 85 for Tuesday, February 7th, 2017, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be discussing Style 22B, American Strong Ale. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. How's everybody doing today? I'm okay. <laughs> Tired. Travis, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm 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 so glad to be here. <laughs> Welcome back to America's most highly rated, incredible beer podcast. Okay, it's gonna be tremendous. We have all the best beers, all all the best beers. Beers so good that'll make it'll make your head spin, <laughs> and and beers that will be coming out of your ears or nose or, or or wherever. It's it's gonna be tremendous, Chris. Uh, okay. Thank you, the Donald. China! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we had an interesting night last night. Uh, I, would, I think that's an understatement. We uh, we recorded our uh, Power Hour Part Dose. Uh, Mike was not okay when, when he left. No. <laughs> Luckily, he handed his keys over to Mariani, and uh, they drove him home. All he, right. he came back this morning to get his car and look for his wallet, because he lost that. Did he find it? <laughs> no. Oh, no. It wasn't here, so... Jeez. <laughs> Hopefully he uh, figures that one out. I remember seeing that last night, sitting out somewhere. Yeah, he was using it to open his beers. I guess he has a bottle opener on the back of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I guess it was, he was sitting was, on the table. Yeah, it was out on the table, and we looked around, and I couldn't find it, and he couldn't find it. But I just noticed he left his headphones here, so we'll have to get those back to him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I woke up with a bit of a uh, malt liquor headache today. Oh, gosh. That oh, was I, an awful idea. It felt great when I woke up. Of course, I didn't get drunk. I I was fine. Oh, I was hammered. I drank a good portion of the Old English. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea, but a good idea. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and see, like waking up this morning and I'm sober, I'm thinking of all these breweries that I didn't think of last night. Like, gosh, how could I not think of one for Jay? And then just start listing off all these ones in my mind. Yeah. But I guess you get under the in, in the hot seat. You know, that would be a, a really fun game <laughs> if we or, you know, even just beer names or brewery names if we started playing not after power hour. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I, I'd like to try that again when we're sober. Yeah, me too. I think I could come up with more. And it kind of caught me off guard, too. I, I didn't have time to prep. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I think that's the idea. <laughs> well, Travis knew it was coming. I'm sure he prepped. 
Actually, and I drank more shots than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, that he did. But then, like after we quit the game, y'all kept y'all kept pouring shots. Yeah. So of beer. Yeah. Yes. Right. Actually, uh, y'all did it was the malt liquor. Uh, y'all did drink some of the gentleman Jack last night. Who? Who? You did. Really? He yeah. did. When was it? After I left. Yeah, Eddie, him, and uh, Mike. Oh man! All took a swig of the gentleman Jack. See, I was looking at that this morning, and I was like. I was talking to Sorry. I was like, it, it looks a lot less filled. Yeah, all three of you took a swig. It was yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I just oh. put that out of my mind. So, anyway, yeah. there's there's our uh, uh, week in beer. <laughs> True. Oh, it all happened in one night. Yeah. So, anyway. I did start a new project uh, this weekend, yesterday, regarding the podcast. Uh, I decided to, well, I have a separate rate beer account. Yeah, and oh no, I I have not rated any of the beers that we've done on the podcast because it's difficult to, you know, have your mind on one thing in the and conversation, still be able to yeah. conversate with people and you know and, uh, contribute to the podcast. So I haven't rated any of them, but I've decided to go back and then rate them from our podcast oh, uh, recordings. That'll and take a while. Yeah, but even though you know I have rated several of them already, there's been plenty that I haven't and in doing that I've realized a few things one our podcast equipment and quality has gotten much better since the yes. beginning oh yeah yes. absolutely <laughs> yeah you listen to that first episode and it's it's kind of scary yeah yeah. the drops are bad bad quality and just like <laughs> can't hear us we're all too far away from the microphone we've come a long way see so. and it's also funny that the beers towards the end of the podcast don't get as uh, as much descriptive time as uh yeah. the beginning because we'll like we'll just kind of briefly mention it then go off on some other on topic tangent. yeah <laughs> especially on the ones that have like long episodes with lots of beers uh-huh yeah <laughs> hence the bell yeah yeah like one of them at the very end of the original pumpkin episode the very last beer that we have on the thing which uh it's really nice that we have the uh the timestamps next to it because i'm able to skip yeah. right to it so that's a great idea I'm glad that uh, we implemented that. And you at home, if you want to check out a specific beer, then you can do that. Go to our website, com. You can do that. Yep. But yeah, I skipped right to the last beer. And I, like, I'm talking about it. And I said, well, why don't you pour that last beer and I'll talk about my home recipe. And then I think Eddie said, it's nice. And that was the only thing we said about it. We didn't talk <laughs> about it whatsoever. That's funny. But we still listed on that. Well, it, it, you have to remember, though, that Travis, you and I were hammered on oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, though. We should we should do another Sim- brew day. Simul brew? Simul yeah. brew, yeah. The outdoor recordings were fun. Yeah. We've done two of them so far. Today would not be a good day because it's so windy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we wouldn't even need to be outside, though, because now you have an electric system. Yeah. So You'd have the garage closed, but yeah. anyway. Well, uh, thanks to our listeners for sticking with us for this long and uh, all of our antics and power houredness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've done two of those now. Episode, it is pretty interesting. Episode 100 is coming in 15 weeks. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure we'll have something super exciting uh, scheduled for that. <laughs> Non-alcoholic. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Let's Why do would it. we waste episode 100 on, yeah. on NA beer? That, that would be hilarious. Nah. Yeah, the power was fun. <laughs> you're right, you're, you're talking about that. Um, it was different 
And I think we mentioned that also, that just it, it, it felt different. I think part of it was, for the original Power Hour, I wanted to finish it. So I was so like psyched up and amped up, and then just kind of flew by. And then last night, maybe I came in overconfident. I was like, ah, oh, I've already done one of these. Yeah, that one was that one fun. was more difficult for some reason. I'm not. Yeah. I, th- I really do think it was the beer. So, and I think you hit it on the head whenever you said the carbonation level because you know those fest beers aren't overly carbonated. No, That's they're true. not. They're pretty flat. Um, speaking of beer, what are y'all drinking currently? <laughs> Sawyer, why don't you go first? <laughs> All right. Well, Sample and I are drinking the same thing. Yes. Uh, I'm currently drinking our Iron Mash beer, Just the Tip. Dusty, hot, and dangerous shaft. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh, that must be from one of the uh, the common beers. This beer. Cause, it's you a know, recent addition. Though. Yeah, because it's talking about you know the workers being in the like the mine shaft and coming home and drinking and whatever. This, anyway. This beer is different. Yes. Now, if you were to do a side-by-side comparison to Travis's Just a Tip, then it's way different. I oh, see. He and so I were wrong. equally as drunk, too. So, Well, he's more experienced at the drunk brewing, I guess. Uh, yeah, probably so. There's no reason, at, had everything been sanitized properly... <laughs> I did sanitize. ...that all of, you know, if all of the equipment was sanitized properly, then there's no reason that it should have started to ferment prematurely. Uh, premature fermentation that's what you get for using just the tip <laughs> Earn fermented <laughs> um, no I don't know if it's, I'm getting heather tips or sage it's not funky but it's just off well I get a little tingle as well <laughs> from just the tip yes it's off. just the tip tingling yeah I I don't know that I can drink five gallons of this. I've been trying really hard for it to go away. I mean, well, it's only 4.4%. Extra hard. Yeah. So I'll come home and pour, you know, three or four of them while I'm gaming or watching TV or something, just trying to get rid of it. Right. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. Travis, I was hoping you weren't going to drink that because I wanted to do a comparison later on because that one's in our style. But Oh, we will. Or whatever. We will. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we actually have a homebrew recipe, and we can drink it and talk about it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's get this puppy started. What are we talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're doing the stock guidelines. <laughs> Would you I'm like glad for me, you asked. like for me to ask you, Sawyer? Yes. What are we talking about today, Sawyer? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Today we're talking about 22B, American Strong Ale. The overall impression... A strong, full-flavored American ale that challenges and rewards the palate with full, malty, and hoppy flavors and substantial bitterness. The flavors are bold but uh, complementary and are stronger and richer than average-strength pale and amber American ales. Overall impression. Aroma. Medium to high hop aroma, most often presenting citrusy or resiny notes, although characteristics associated with other American or New World varieties may be found tropical stone fruit melon etc uh moderate to bold maltiness supports hop profile with medium to dark caramel a common uh, presence uh bready or toasty possible and background notes of light roast and or chocolate noticeable in some examples generally exhibits clean to moderately fruity ester profile moderate alcohol aromatics may be noticeable but should not be hot harsh or solventy 
Appearance. Medium amber to deep copper or light brown. Moderate low to medium size off-white to light tan head. May have low head retention. Good clarity. Alcohol level and viscosity may present legs when glass is swirled. Mine doesn't have head. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Flavor. Medium to high dextrinous malt with a full range of caramel, toffee, dark, and dark fruit flavors. Wow. Low to medium, toasty, bready, or Maillard rich. (laughs) Maillard, Maillard. 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 There we go. What? (laughs) I I know. Sorry. Maillard rich. Oh, crap. Where did it go? There it is. Maillard rich malty flavors are optional and can add complexity. Medium high to high hot bitterness. The malt gives a medium to high sweet impression on the palate, although uh, the finish may be uh, slightly sweet to somewhat dry. I really am having a hard time Englishing today. (laughs) Englishing. (laughs) (sighs) Must have been all that bush. Yeah, too much cranked up bush. (laughs) Moderate to high hop flavor. Low to moderate fruity esters. The hot flavors are similar to the aroma of citrusy, resiny, tropical stone fruit, melon, etc. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol presence may be noticeable, but sharp or solventy alcohol flavors are undesirable. Roasted malt flavors are allowable, but should be a background note. Burnt malt flavors are inappropriate. While strongly malty on the palate, the finish should seem bitter to bittersweet. Should not be syrupy or under-attenuated. The aftertaste typically has malt, hops, and alcohol noticeable. Mouthfeel. Medium to full body. An alcohol warmth may be present, but not uh, but not be excessively hot. Any astringency present should be uh, attributable to bold hop bitterness and should not be objectionable on the palate. Medium uh, astring- Astringency. <laughs> <laughs> medium low to medium carbonation. Uh, style comparison generally not as strong and as rich as an American barley wine more malt balance than an American or double IPA with more American hop intensity than an English strong ale style would tolerate vital statistic original gangster 1062 to 1090 IBUs 50 to 100 final gangster 1014 to 1024 Swarm, seven, Swarm. <laughs> 7 to 19, and AVB. AVB. <laughs> 6.3 to 10%. Now, I think it is also uh, important to read some of the, the comment section. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it says, A fairly broad style that can describe beers labeled in various ways, including modern double slash imperial red amber ales and other strong malty but hoppy beers that aren't quite in the barley wine class. Diverse enough to include what may be viewed as a strong American amber ale with room for more interpretations of other imperial versions of lower gravity American ale styles. Many East Coast type IPAs might fit better in this category if they have considerable crystal malt or otherwise more of a malty sweet finish. So there is a distinction between an imperial or double IPA and the American strong ale, which is also one thing that you mentioned in the uh, style comparison. But it's interesting that they, you know, I guess it has to do with just the level of maltiness. One's darker than the other. But the hot bitterness is still there and the alcohol is still there. Yeah. So I guess that's the biggest difference. Yeah, with this most uh, recent 
release of the guidelines, they made it more specific because it used to be just a catch-all category for anything that was high in alcohol but didn't fit in the Imperial Stout, Double IPA, right. or Barley Wine category. Because there's a lot of other things you can do. Um, so they just kind of made this, and that was a catch-all. But now it's kind of trending more towards, um, what is this, the Imperial Amber, Imperial Red. Right, um, which is different than a Red IPA, which true. is also a beer. Yes, Red <laughs> IPA has its own category. Yeah. But um, this would be the Imperial version of it, which if if you if you made a beer like this, I think you could enter it in two different categories. You could enter it as a specialty IPA and just list it as an Imperial Red yeah. or as an American Strong Ale, mm-hmm. and it would fit either way. Not too, yeah. many, not too many styles can do that. You know, I do also find it interesting that um, the BJCP category number 22 is Strong American Ale, and then 22B is American Strong Ale. So they made the same category within the category. Yeah. To separate it out from double IPA, American barley wine, and wheat wine. It's Inception. <laughs> so we're drinking an American strong ale that's a strong American ale. <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Oh, I saw wheat wine last night. RAR's anniversary, their most recent beer, is a wheat wine. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's barrel-aged, but... Interesting. I don't think we see too many wheat wines, period. I've seen a few. Um, actually, I think... Didn't somebody bring one around at the Christmas party? I think so. Yeah. We did not try it for the class because James right. couldn't find any. Okay. I I, I want to say I've seen a few at Total Wine. Hmm. I just think it's strange. Wheat wine. It's just it's just like a barley wine, but with a wheat base. Yeah. Right. So a really high alcohol wheat beer. If we can find a few of them, we'll definitely do an episode on that. Yeah. I, I that's, don't know much about the style, but that's a category I don't know much about either. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't get that on the test. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right. uh, yeah, in researching kind of the history of this, it's pretty apparent that this style kind of originated around a single beer and then has branched out from there. So I'll read the uh, the history section in the guidelines and then go into some more specifics on the history of that beer, which unfortunately I don't think we have today, which is a shame. Oh. Yep. So in the history of the uh, American Strong Ale in the BJCP guidelines, it says... While modern craft versions were developed as imperial strength versions of American amber or red ales, the style has much in common with historic American stock ales. Strong malty beers were highly hopped to keep as provision beers prior to prohibition. There is no continuous legacy of brewing stock ales in this manner, but the resemblance is considerable. Stone Arrogant Bastard was born out of a batch of pale ale that was mistakenly made with excess ingredients, thus creating what may have been the prototype for the Imperial Amber slash Red Ale. Great Lakes first brewed Nosferatu, Nosferatu, yeah, in the early 1990s <laughs> and called it a stock ale, although they now call it an Imperial Red Ale. So whether by direct historical inspiration or by accident, the style developed independently in the craft beer era and has subsequently become quite popular. And uh, the Stone Arrogant Bastard was the one that I was referring to. Yeah, it's a good beer. I've had that one many times. Not recently, though. Yeah. I really can't remember the last time. It might have been at Flying Saucer for a, a glass night, specifically for that. That may be the last time. But uh, I looked up a little bit of info on the history of the Arrogant Bastard because it's uh, it's quite interesting. Some things I didn't know. Um, they're actually their own brewery now. 
They separate her from Stone. Really? Yep. Arrogantbrewing.com. Since being unleashed upon the unsuspecting public in 1997, Arrogant Bastard Ale has challenged fizzy yellow beer drinkers in great numbers with its celebration of intensity. Its quality and depth of flavor was aggressive, just like its head-on attack on the lies and tyranny of corporate beer giants bent on profit rather than producing quality beer. So in the fall of 1995, the co-founders of Stone Brewing, Greg, uh, Greg Cook and Steve Wagner, were working on we're working to perfect the recipe for stone pale ale. Only something went wrong, or more accurately, intensely right. Call it a recipe malfunction or divine enlightenment. Greg and Steve knew that something special awaited them after a bit of time of fermentation. The brewers tried their aggressively flavored invention and reacted accordingly. Wow, yeah, hmm, oh, 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 hell yeah. What are we going to do with a beer like this? Nobody's going to be able to handle it. The beer haunted the brewers. It told them... What its name should be, said Greg, we did not create it. I did not name it. It was already there. We were just the first mortals to have stumbled upon it. Steve was the first to discover how to brew the beer, and I was the first to realize what its name already was. And on November 1st, 1997, Arrogant Bastard Ale was finally released into the world, a beer unlike any other at the time. And Story yeah. time with Professor Pollock. Yep. Uh-huh. So it was originally <laughs> made by Stone, and apparently in 2015... They split and made its own, uh, its own like separate brewery, Arrogant Brewing, which makes that now and also other um, like intensely flavored beers, which I was not aware of that. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. So it's no longer a stone produced beer, hmm. at least under that moniker. You know, I have a uh, a clone recipe for Arrogant Bastard that I have yet to brew. To fit my Star Wars theme, it's called Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> I should try to brew that one. I haven't done it yet. I wonder how similar that would be to the one that I'm drinking now. Maybe though. so. I don't know. Well, that, that recipe has changed over the years, for sure. So, anyway. Cool. All right. Well, we do have a few examples. Yep. Even though Eddie's not here, we still have one of his beers. Haha, <laughs> sucker. Yeah, he brought it last night. <laughs> That's okay. All right, we'll take our break and get those lined up. Well, we're going to start off with Eddie's beer because he's not here, so suck it. And that rhymed. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually going to begin with the Lagunitas Undercover Investigation Shutdown. And from their website, they describe it as an Imperial Mild Uber ESB. We don't know. Our malty and rich beer with a snappy hop finish truly defies style. Imperial Mild, Uber ESB, we do know for sure that it is unforgiven and unrepentant. 9.6% ABV. And it's a limited release, so it's only available from January through March. So that's kind of cool. And uh, they do have a nice little sentence that's written around the label. Uh, Sawyer, if you wouldn't mind reading that for us. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the Imperial. Actually, this one's different. Would you like for me to really read this one? Are you going to start at the beginning? Yeah, I'll start start halfway through. Okay. All right. We brewed this especially bitter ale in dedication to all of the world's would-be astronauts in remembrance. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
in remembrance of the 2005 St. Patrick's Day massacre on the brewery uh, party grounds and also in joyous celebration of our 20-day suspension that uh, following January. Uh, do the crime, do the time, get the bragging rights. Cheers. What, 2005 St. Patrick's Day massacre on the brewery party grounds? What? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it was kind of off in left field. Strange. Yeah. From their website, the description is, From the first day of the first Congress, at the moment of the passage of the first law, we became weaker. The extra-large Benjamin Franklin said it well, that you can tell the strength of a society by the paucity of its pages in its book of laws. Today, we are all surrounded by laws, tax law, civil law, criminal law, statutes, and bills. Laws that make large and small criminals of us all. And sometimes just doing something that you like to do that hurts no one else is criminal or at least strongly discouraged. I think they're talking about weed here. Seems we can't be trusted to live well and safely on our own. On our own, we would probably descend quickly into mayhem, cannibalism, and ultimately shoplifting and jaywalking. Um. If only we all could be trusted. It is good to have such wise fathers looking out for us, isn't it? Whatever. Cheers. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> I the people that. at Lagunitas have lost their minds. Well, I mean, they are owned by a larger corporation now. So, yep, they're weird. They're what Heineken bottom Heineken. Yes. Yeah, they did. So there you go. That's probably why they're probably like, screw it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, this they, is uber just, clear. Yeah, I can see the trees outside yeah. through nice. the. Uh, through the plaster. And the rising bubbles. Orange color. Through the plaster. Uh, there's a joke. White. Off white head. Yeah. I, I get very... I get some hoppy notes in the aroma. Yes. Quite. It smells great, though. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And tremendous. It smells kind of fruity. Like fruity pebbles. The fruity pebbles? I can see that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had cocoa pebbles this morning, so maybe I have pebbles on the brain. I love cocoa pebbles. <laughs> I also like frosted flakes because they're great. Mm. Boo! <laughs> the flavor is kind of soft up front, and then gives way to uber fruity. Yeah, I would say more like stone fruits. <clears throat> you mean the fruity pebbles? <laughs> huh? Boom. Pebbles are small stones. <laughs> Never mind. I see where you're going with that. Oh, I see what you did there. Hmm. That's what it tastes like to me, anyway. I feel like we're quite kind of quiet today. We talked for everybody last night. Yeah, yeah, we're all talked out. Yeah, uh, it has a definite sweetness to it. Um, that's definitely balanced by the hoppy bitterness that goes through um, well into the finish. Kind of a like a, a sappy. Strong, um, hot presence for sure. Yeah. It seriously tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Do you get maltiness? Like sweetness? I get the sweetness, yes. Yeah. But it doesn't taste like grains or bread. No. Uh-uh. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, oh, I agree. We got <laughs> it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's yeah. strange. I don't I'll, know that I like it. Really? Yeah. I, it's Well, I mean, we started with just the tip. This is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, comparatively speaking, 
They described it as an Imperial Mild or Uber ESB. So obviously it's an English base that's mm-hmm. just ramped up. Slightly cranked up bush. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I no, like it. I like it too. Do you, does anybody get the nine point six? Any heat? Um, just no. a, maybe just no. a slight. I, do I don't. A very like this much warmth. Just just a little. Okay. Not not. He's a lot. holding his fingers very close together. Yeah. While and, looking through them and squinting. <laughs> I'm so glad we decided to do drops. I don't I don't get the heat at all. Yeah. Now it is pretty dry and pretty bitter in the finish. But between that and the fruit, that's all I get. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. To each his own, I guess. I don't know if I've ever had this before. I have I've not. seen it a bajillion times. That's a lot. Yeah. Because it comes out every <laughs> January through March, and I go to the beer store every January through March. But the real question with this one is, does the Raging Hop engage the Imperial? I mean, let's be real. I suppose it could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose man. it could. Now, here's a question. Yes. Has anybody noticed a change in Lagunitas beers? Since they were bought out by Heineken. Not really. Not a whole lot. I don't drink them often enough to really notice. I mean, the last time I had a Lagunitas <laughs> was, gosh. I, On a the few, podcast? No, <laughs> a, a few months probably after I met Courtney and we went to Top Golf, hmm. And I had a, an IPA there. I had some Lagunitas last night. Um, my dad has a, a keg of the Lagunitas IPA. Nice. And it was, it was okay. I mean, it didn't wow me. I I thought I remembered the Lagunitas IPA being really good. Of course, he said he's had it for a while, so it might just be kind of diving. Okay. I didn't get a whole lot of hop character, but the bitterness was there. He told me he thought it was going bad, and so when we got back to the house, I tasted it, and I was like, I don't think it's going bad. It's just not... Kind of dull. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to my... Uh, um, 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 I just... My session IPA. There we go. <laughs> I had to think back a little bit. Yeah. So. And I think, you know, the the American Strong Ale that I have on tap right now is kind of starting to dive a little bit, but because it's a month. The Rancor? Yeah, it's a month plus old. It's been in the keg over a month now. Travis? So, I don't know. We can we can talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway. I have Helen DeVilde writing. I still have a full glass. You have to pound it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to say like four. Yeah, uh, and it's probably going to be low numbers in all of these beers today just because we're yeah. expecting pretty intense flavors and usually highly hopped. Yeah, and mm-hmm. highly alcoholed. Well, this <laughs> one's a, what was that, ABV on this one again? 9.6. Oh, wow, yeah. I think I'd agree with a four. Yeah, I'm going to say four as well. Because the alcohol is well hidden, so it doesn't really burn. It's not too hot, but you've got those very intense hot flavors and sweetness and fruity pebbles are just there. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Say about four. Yeah. Hmm. I like it though. Sawyer. I, I said four. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't hear you. Sorry. We have a triple four. Four, 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 nine, 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 better nine, 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 nine. <laughs> See, one of my favorite uh, IPAs from them used to be the uh, little something, something. Yeah. Which I haven't had that in a long time either. Yeah. 
So I don't know. They yeah, have they so. do they do hoppy beers well. Yeah. Hidden Lagunitas sucks at IPA. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one too. They opened up a second location not too long ago in Chicago. Yeah. The, so now uh, they have a they have a California location and a Chicago location. Yeah, that's what it says on the bottle. Lagunitas Brewing Company, uh Petaluma, California, and Chicago, Illinois. Interesting. Illinois. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, actually, I vote for beer. Um, yes, I, I see that on your shirt. Okay. That's a nice shirt. Yeah, like that. Thank you. Shirt. I have five bucks at uh, Macy's. <laughs> Macy's? Macy's. <laughs> I just stumbled upon it one day when I was looking for a shirt for a gig. I'm wearing my shirt. Are you wearing pants, too? <laughs> actually, shorts. Because <laughs> it's, it's January and... Uh, actually, no, it's February now, isn't it? You know what, though? When this recording comes out, it'll be February. Yeah. January is a, is a season for jandals. <laughs> it's like 70 degrees outside. Welcome to Texas. What the hell is jandals? <laughs> They're Jesus sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney has a pair. All right, what's next? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are moving on to a actual a new brewery for our podcast, one that I've Really wanted to feature for a long time, but we just haven't been able to. And uh, we are today, and that would be Alesmith Brewing Company, based out of San Diego, California. They recently entered our market several months ago, and uh, they make a lot of really good beers. Um, Speedway Stout is a really good one. Uh, I think I've had that one. Yeah, it's like a Imperial Stout. Fantastic. Uh, one of the top top ten beers on rate beer for a long time. They're barrel aged one. Uh, Old Numbskull, I think, is uh, their barley wine, hmm. if memory serves correctly. But uh, yeah, they are actually in a market now. And actually, I've had this before. This beer, yeah, huh. at Cool Keg last year. I had not seen it before last night. When I got it. Oh, January 16. Well, I had this at Cool Keg. Interesting. Maybe they got a special keg of it or something if they're just in our market. It could have been a year ago when they entered. I don't know. Yeah. The more you drink, the quicker time goes by. (laughs) But uh, this would be the Alesmith My Bloody Valentine Ale. And it is listed at 6.66%. Do you think that was on purpose? Yes. (laughs) Had to be. Here's the description on the back. Don't spend this single awareness day alone. Grab a beer. This red-blooded cousin of Evil Dead, Red Ale, our Halloween brew, is a beautiful crimson color. Notes of caramel, toast, and bittersweet chocolate balance an intense bouquet of floral hop aromas that we know you'll fall in love with. The finish leaves a pleasant full-bodied sweetness on the palate that won't spread angry rumors about you to all your friends like that one time when uh, oh happy valentine's day pair this beer with jilted (laughs) lovers reservations for one or your favorite emo album emo emo oh emo okay so welcome to the podcast ale smith brewing yeah yay i don't know about y'all's but mine has a rocking head that it's like Super thick and rocky, and it's not going away. Mine already went away. Look at that. Yeah, I did not pour That's, vigorously. 
I well, I didn't, I didn't either. But it's just did you pour so it the center? Persistent? No. Oh. Clear crimson, like that said. Yeah. Like a, uh, Mine's a little red. hazy, but I think I got the bottom of the bottle. Bottom. <laughs> it's very nice red color, though. Color's great. Oh my gosh, it's pink. Oh, not quite. Wait for that one. Aroma? Not as hoppy. I'm still getting some fruits, though. It's not nearly as fruity pebble as the the Lagunitas. Yeah, maybe like dark fruit. Yeah. Plums, dates kind of thing. Maybe a little bit of piney notes. Yeah. That's coming through the the hoppiness. Yeah, but no citrus. I don't I'm not picking up any citrus, but I get some some dark fruits and some pine. Maybe some resin. Yeah. I'm I'm really not smelling the blood, so that that's pretty well <laughs> hidden. What does blood smell like? Iron? Iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nice. Some similarities with the last one. Yeah. The flavor is smoother, I think. Some of the same notes. Uh, you know, it's one of those beers that tastes like it smells. I'm still getting some pine and some resin. Uh, a little bit of fruit, but it's not nearly as prevalent as the Lagunitas. Yeah, I'm finding the the maltiness to be higher on this one than the last one. Yes. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, the, the hop intensity of the Lagunitas was very prevalent and very present. This one seems to be more kind of balanced down the middle where you do have a very thick, caramel-rich, malty backbone um, with the hops definitely playing their part, but they don't outshine the uh, the malts like on the previous. Now, untapped... <laughs> Has the IBUs listed at 32. Hmm. That seems really low. Yeah, I don't know if I... Does it say anything on the bottle about IBUs? Where's the bottle? Uh, it's over here. <laughs> nope, they just list the alcohol. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would say 32 is kind of low. I don't yeah. know. I, maybe it's spot on. Because the, uh, the guidelines said, what, 30 to 100? I don't know. I wasn't listening to that part. <laughs> nope. Sorry. 50 to 100. Okay. I got the 100 part. So technically, this is out of style. <laughs> Granted, untaps like Wikipedia, anybody yeah. in their butt can add a beer yeah. and type in stuff. And the 6.66 alcohol is also just barely in because the uh, it 6. says 6.3. 6. Yeah. yeah. So it's on the lower side for sure. Now, the, the alcohol level of it, as far as the flavor goes, I would say is right up there with the, the Lagunitas 9.6. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Lagunitas hit the alcohol really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you've been quiet because you've been on your phone. You have anything to yeah, say sorry, about this beer? I'm taking, a, <laughs> taking care of a crisis. Uh-huh. Uh, You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. <laughs> Why are you holding a bolt? It was in my pocket. <laughs> you're holding it like a cigarette while you're drinking your beer. That's what she said. That's no, a good beer. I like it. It's less hoppy, so it's a little easier for me to drink. Um, a little fruity, but it's not overly fruity like the last one. Yeah. So as it warms up, I'm getting like bitter raisins. I can see that Just too. Like, like the skin of the fruit. I don't want to say astringent because I don't think it's that, but it's along there's, those lines. There's another word for the skin of a grape. Uh, is it? It's not tannin. Is it? 
Tannins are like leathery. Yeah, there's there's another word for this kind of a, a I can't think of the word. Pith? No. Revenge of the Pith? <laughs> no. That's when it comes up later. Let me see if I can figure out what zest? it is. Zest? No, not zest. I'm talking about like the, the flavor that you get uh, from the skin. It has to do with, um, you know, wines and stuff. Salt, lime, onion powder, celery powder, clam powder, salsa picante, pepper, <laughs> salsa and picante. natural lemon. It is tannin. Natural. So a wine tannin comes from the skin of a grape. Okay, so I, I, I was wrong, but I was right. <laughs> it is tannin. So maybe beer tannins and, and wine tannins are different. Yeah. Because definitely as it warms up, that's coming through more and more. Mine's not super warm yet, so. Hmm. Okay. We do get a lot more of the malt, though, for sure. Yes, compared to the last one, for sure. Uh, Specifically caramel. Not really astringent, but definitely some of that sweetness from the caramel. Um, I don't know about... You know, the guidelines also said chocolate and... Um, mel- uh, not melanoidin. Maillard. Um, but I'm not really picking up those, but the, the caramel for sure. Yeah. I think they kind of tossed those in there just to cover their bases on yeah. some of the other beers that would fit in the category, but you know, aren't necessarily these. Five palatability rating. <laughs> I think I'm going to stay at a four. I was going to go to five. So yeah, similar. This one's easier to drink than the Lagunitas for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a five as well, just for that same reason. You know, I just thought about the mouthfeel on this one's pretty thick compared to the Lagunitas. I think the Lagunitas was lighter, like a medium. This is a medium full. Yes, that's interesting. Absolutely. All right. Well, what's next? Okay, the next one. This is the Rogue Voodoo Donut Grape Gorilla. Oh my gosh, it's pink. Yes, the bottle is pink. It's very pink. Yeah, uh, and it's got a purple gorilla on there. Uh, and it says, ale brewed with natural flavors. <laughs> that means it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, brewed and bottled by Rogue Ale's Newport, Oregon. 16 IBUs and 7.2% alcohol. Uh, established in 1988. Oxygen fixing caps. Yeah, and it's pink. Thank you for that. Yes. Hmm. Is this really an American strong ale? I mean, it could be classified as a fruit ale, fruit beer. That's what Untapped says it is. But also it's seven point something, and there's not many fruit beers that are up that high. Yeah. So, like, like we said, catch-all I mean, category. American strong ale is if it's American and it's strong and it's an ale. So, Bingo. I, guess, I guess it fits. All right, here we go. Grape Gorilla. The Grape Escape. It's a oh. copper color. Yeah. Kind of a little hazy. Uh, yeah, just just a little. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, this aroma. Oh, I'm, my God. Okay. I, <laughs> this smells like Robitussin. Something immediately popped into my head 
when I smelled this. Oh, God. Let me taste it. Cloudy orange. Yeah. Yeah, immediately. Robitussin is close, but this... Yeah. I, it smells like grape Dimatap. Yeah. <laughs> Pedialyte. Are you ready? Yes. If you say butter. No. Okay. Grape bubble tape. Oh, yes. That's what this is. I haven't had that in a long time. Hands effing down. This is grape bubble tape. I can see that. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> if, if you liked bubble tape as a kid, get this beer. Now, oh, my you, gosh. Could, it's like... Could, uh. could you drink this with a donut, though? Because there's... What? Think, okay. So... What kind of donut? Well, okay, hang on. A grape jelly donut? So I know this is made by Rogue, but in Oregon, there's there's a, a donut shop. It's actually a chain of donut, donut shops called Voodoo Donuts. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're in business with each other. Could be. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah. The great question. What kind of donut would you pair the this with? The great question? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Definitely something jelly-filled. Man. Yeah, like all all the grape bubble gums are coming to mind. Like a yeah. grape well, big league chew. Oh. <laughs> that like tasted great for three seconds and then it lost. You mean it tasted grape? Or the grape bubblicious. That was always my favorite. The grape escape. It had like um, five little cubes in it. Snozberries yeah. taste like snozberries. Bubblicious. Oh. Yeah, the big, the big chunky ones. Yeah, it's real like, thick. Yeah, and you have five of them in a pack, and like even like going through the grocery aisle and you just smell it. Even outside the package. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It's amazing. But I see, the that. bubble tape, you could pick it up and you could either, like, you know, use it like the tape or you could just take a huge chunk of bite out of the side of it and oh, piss Oh, no. Off. Who would do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's no. gross. <laughs> it's Actually, un- speaking of, uh, sorry, you're asking about donuts. Probably the uh, the blueberry cake donuts would oh, go okay. pretty well with sure. this. Sure. Those are pretty good. It's amazing. <laughs> what? Have you not ever seen the movie Binge Warmers? Uh, like 15 years ago. Okay, well, that's a quote from that movie. Okay, thanks for that. Is that with Keanu Reeves? No. I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he was in that one. Keanu Reeves is not in that movie. Binge Warmers? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was in that movie. You're thinking Hardball. Cause, cause I, no, I was in that movie. Uh, it was... Um, Adam Sandler's best friend. Crap, what was his name? Keanu Reeves. No, it wasn't Keanu Reeves. <sighs> okay. Or, uh, the bench warmers. Uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Oh, I'm John thinking, Hedder. David Spade. I'm thinking of the replacements. John Sorry. Lovitz. Yeah, he was in the replacement. That's right. right. Yeah. Okay, we were thinking the same Sorry, thing. Sorry, Twitter for Craig Kilborn. Twitter sphere. Craig Kilborn was in the bench warmers. Tim Meadows. <laughs> Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the lesser known of the brothers. <laughs> anyway, back to the rogue donut. Man, yeah, the like just the fruitiness, the grape is coming through so strong. Yeah, but it doesn't taste syrupy. No, which I like. But it's sweet. It is sweet. 
Like I said, bubble tape. It's a it's a Swisher suite. There you go. Oh, there's some over there. Yeah. The package that Travis opened last night, we didn't smoke. Did you ever hear the story of why I had to buy those? It was really funny. No. We went to C&M down the street to buy the Old English. Yeah. And We? Yeah. Yeah, because I rode... Okay, so oh, I ran okay. into him at Total Wine, and yeah. Courtney was going to drop me off here. And so when we ran into him, she was like, can you just get a ride with Travis so I can go home? I was like, I'll ask. So oh, okay. I, I, didn't, with I didn't know you. Yeah. yeah. So then we went down the street to C&M to get the Old English. Um, mm-hmm. They still have their grand opening sign up that's been there for like four years. <laughs> Six years. <laughs> Went in, got that, and it was two eighty. And he says, "Oh, five dollar minimum for a debit." I'm like, oh crap! Well, two dollars and eighty cents for a forty. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I've got one dollar in my wallet." Sawyer had no cash. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, I, you can either get another beer." I was like, "Ah, just just give me a pack of Swisher Sweets," which was ninety nine cents. So, so my, still didn't get my to total the, ended up being three eighty eight, but he took the card anyway at that point. So <laughs> we just got fleeced into a couple of tobacco yeah. sticks. Yeah. Then we went outside my car wouldn't start. Oh yeah, we sat there for a few minutes. Oh, so you you took you didn't take long enough inside. Yeah, because <laughs> your car's weird. Yeah, it flooded. It flooded. Yeah. So yeah. just needed to settle out. Anyway. I can't really say anything other about this beer than just grape bubble tape. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't either. I, I, I don't, don't either. Like this it. this beer sucks. Oh, so okay, man. Voodoo has a, a definite niche in their their products. Sure. Yeah, I mean, look at the list of the ones they've released so far: maple bacon and that's banana, the that's the one butter. I remember the most is the maple bacon. That was like dead on. Yeah. bacon. And that one's good. They still make that one. Breakfast beer, for sure. But, uh, I mean, all the other ones, it's just... Ah. Yeah. They're reaching. I don't know. All right. It's so not my cup of tea. Five pound of LD. Two? Three? <laughs> Hang on. I got a full glass, and it's going to take me a while. I might just pound it just to get over with. Hang on. I'm going to pound the crap out of it. Well, Eddie, you can do that, but I'm going to take my time. This probably tastes like Eddie's tea bag. <laughs> Smell Eddie's tea bag. Smell the bottom. Smell his bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably the drop you should play for this one is the... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that drop is. Yes, you do. No, you're like... <laughs> okay, well, I can't find anything right now, so... Um, that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say this is like a two. What were you trying to find? I was trying to find some more history on the Voodoo Donuts. Oh. <laughs> and and like their correlation with Rogue. Okay. Yeah, but that didn't work out, so... I mean, I like a good nut... <laughs> Donut. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to a beer that I know we're all going to like. Well, let's get fruity. We just were. Well, I'm glad you asked. Thanks, Sawyer. <laughs> I get it. Why is W now? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we have Martin House Brewing Imperial Texan up next. And I would say 
I would venture to say, quite confidently, this is probably one of my most favorite beers. Period uh, or from them? Period. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I've been Martin spending retweet us. the last. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason I've spent the last several years homebrewing trying to recreate this beer. Okay. Um, so it's their double red double IPA is what it says on the can. All right, nine percent ABV. Um, other than the government warning, that's pretty much all it says on the can. <laughs> this is one that they started out with from the beginning. I remember whenever Fratto and I, uh, we heard about this new brewery opening up in Fort Worth called Martin House, and they were having a a tasting at a pizza place in Fort Worth. So we went there, and it's like, yeah, just Cody and a few of the guys, and they just had two kegs in trash cans of beer. It's like you go up and you get a free free glass of beer, and they, you know, gave us the beer and then asked us what we thought about it. And I remember the Imperial Texan was one of them from the start that they had. This one and the uh, the Saison, the River House. Yeah. So those are, I mean, this has been there from the beginning. I'm sure they've tweaked it and made it their own since then. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is what they've it's wanted from the beginning. Pretty much a staple for them, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I think uh, Martin House, three beers just... Off the top of my head, come to mind. Yep. Imperial Texan. Yep. Daybreak. Yep. And Pretzel Stout. Oh, yeah. I've, man, it's been a while since I've had the Pretzel Stout. If you ask me to name three beers from Martin House in five seconds, those are the three that would come to mind. So, and ironically enough, I'm not really a huge fan of the Pretzel Stout. <laughs> That's sad. This is a really good beer. It is good. It's just there are better stouts. Well, sure. But to me. it's still I, a good homegrown beer. Daybreak is the one that we take camping that we drink in the morning for our breakfast beer. Yeah. And sure. when we have an early brew day, yeah. it's daybreak. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you daybreak with daybreak. Yeah. And then there's Imperial Texan, which I drink quite regularly. Well, I have a lot of floaties. Yeah. It's not a clear beer, but that's okay. Right. It makes up for it in flavor. I have floaties. <laughs> <laughs> the pretzel stout was one of the beers that we drank at the end of uh, Fluke's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. When we were at um, Live Oak, and yep. at one fifty nine a.m., I ordered like twelve beers for the right. group. Yeah, <laughs> and I think half of them are the Pretzel Stout, and the other half was probably the Imperial Texan. And I'm oh. pretty sure about two or three of those out of our big group got drank, and the rest of them just kind of stayed on the table. Yeah, they oh. they served it to us, and that's also the night that some of us uh, fell asleep. In the middle of the road. One of us. (laughs) Oh, my God. Waiting for the taxi. Uh, There was literally no one on that street for a good 30 minutes. Not a single person drove down that street. So somebody fell asleep in the middle of the road because they thought it was a joke. Uh, (laughs) Waiting for the taxi to show up to take us back to our hotel. Oh, my God. That That was an interesting night. That person will be married next week. Oh, that was Friday. <laughs> yep. oh, okay, was I was about to say, was that Travis? No. <laughs> I was Travis was passed out on the curb, <laughs> and I tipped the uh, I tipped the cab driver twenty bucks. Travis was passed out on the curb. Frado was asleep in the street, and I was standing in the middle of the street looking for the cab. Well, now we have Uber. <laughs> yes. So this is before then. Speaking of 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 um, bachelor parties, how was Frado's? I had a good time. I left early. 
Really? Yeah, I, I was sick and, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I had a rough day that day. But yeah. anyway, um, it was fine. Yeah. Had burgers and beer and then went to Division. And that was cool. Stayed there for a long time. Then went to uh, G. Willikers. <laughs> oh, man. Closed it out. Oh, y'all closed it out? Yeah. They yeah. turned on the lights when I left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty so. sure I left at like midnight. Yeah. I only sang one song, which I was fine with. I did one. Yeah. Were you there for the song I sang? Yeah. I don't remember, uh, I don't remember either. Anyway, I let's you wake. Let's just to hear let's, you breathe. Let's go back to uh, Imperial Texan. I can't reach the bell. Sawyer hit the bell. Oh, wait, wait, wait. cables in the way. It's, it's dead. There we go. All right. So, uh, Martin House Imperial Texan. Cloudy appearance. Yep. Red nice, orange. Nice red orange color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frothy head. A creamy white, off white head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> the uh, ar- aroma is a little bit more hoppy this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say this is probably the most hoppy uh, aroma. I don't know. It's pretty close with Lagunitas. No, Lagunitas is super fruity. No, it had the hops too. Mm. Yeah. Lagunitas has the hops. They bless you. Thank you. This one's been the hoppiest of the ones we've had today. Yeah, for sure. I'll just rub my beard on this then. Okay, Frado. Now, what kind of hops, though? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm getting um, sap. Cascade. Some tree sap and pine. Yeah. Not a whole lot of citrus. Uh, maybe some grassy notes. Yeah, like this is um, the the aged log in the forest that has been wet for a long time. It's just slowly <laughs> disintegrating. Decomposing wood. Yeah. Wood. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. <clears throat> I do get a lot of caramel. Um uh, I don't know flavor? If I'd, yeah, I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if I'd say like roasty or toasty or, you know. Okay. But caramel for sure, like Roasted caramel, hop caramel candy. I have a serious question that needs to get solidified right now. Is it caramel or caramel? Oh my gosh. I'm serious. I said caramel. I have a non-related <laughs> question. Can I ask the stupid question? Hey, I have a question. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently but, you have a lot of questions. Okay, but it's a it's a it's a serious question. Caramel. But it's not spelled that way. I don't care. Caramel. Phonetically is not spelled phonetically. What's your point? But that's not even close. Yeah, it is. No, caramel. Yeah. That would be C A R M A L or M E L. Carm caramel, which it's, is the Okay, so say uh, crayon. A, crayon. Some people say crayon. Crayon, crayon, crown, crayon, crayon. I I always said crown. See? Like what you wear on your head. That's yeah. not right either. See, that's, that's what know. I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Regional dialect. Is it pecan or pecan? Pecan, pecan, pecan. Because we're from the south. Up north, they say pecan. But you think that in the south is it? Is it Coke or soda or pop? <laughs> so it's soda pop. Soda pop. Doesn't it, matter. It's caramel. If I want a Dr Pepper, I say I would like a Coke. And what exactly? And, and yeah, and then they say what well, flavor? Would, yeah. No, I'd never do that because yes. every time I go somewhere, what do they, what, they ask me? What do you want to drink? Doctor Pepper. I say Coke. What kind? Doctor Pepper. Yeah. Sprite. No, I never Sprite. say that. Seven Up. I say Doctor Pepper or Coke. Hit the w- hit the bell. It's caramel. Thank you. <laughs> Just to shut you up. Even though we say caramel, it's caramel. Just to shut you up. So besides the hop character and the caramel, you got anything else? 
Definite sweet notes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you can tell it had a, a very high original gravity and obviously continues that through into the mouthfeel and the body. Um, All right, you know, 9%. I don't taste it, but you can, I guess you can feel it. Yeah, I, f- I feel a little bit of heat, a little bit of warming sensation in this, which is funny because the Lagunitas is 9.6 and we got nothing. Yeah. Comes through a little bit more in this one. Yeah. But only slightly, only slightly. It's good, though. I love this beer. Yeah? This is one of my favorites from Martin House. Yeah. Yeah, this is... You know what? I have an announcement. (laughs) Please tell me you have like six drops saying he has an announcement. I have a major announcement. Just just one. Uh Uh-oh. Are you pregnant? Yeah. No, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. It can hurt your baby's brain. I think that's one of my favorite drops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. But I like this beer. I like beer. Oh, that's the wrong one. I like this beer. <laughs> you also vote for beer. I do vote for beer. Please, instead of Trump, I vote for beer. All right, so uh, poundability on this one. If Trump was a beer, what would he be? What style? Mm. He would be uh, probably an orange Hefeweizen. Oh! <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, can we add Imperial to that? Oh! Yeah. Let's add Imperial to that. An Imperial, oh! because he's president. Imperial shock top. Oh, oh God. Oh. So, okay. <laughs> Off topic a little, but it has to do with beer. It has to do with beer. Okay. So I went to this Travis. <laughs> I went to this reception after this jazz concert the other night in, in Tulsa. And uh at the reception, uh they're like, Hey, free beer, free free liquor, help yourself. Uh, yes, yeah, we like yes, free please. beer. Yeah, right. So I opened up the cooler to see what beer they had and yes. right on top was a Mickey's. Please tell me you drank it. Oh heck yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I had it. Did you yes, not yes. see me check into it? Because Actually, no, I did see that. Okay. Did you please tell me you uh, uh cut one of your digits? I didn't get to cut one of my digits. I wasn't drunk enough yet. No. But I had a Mickey's and then I followed it up with a blue moon. Watch, watch, watch. I'll put my finger on it. <laughs> That's a big change between Mickey's to Blue Moon. Well, they ran out of Mickey's because someone only bought a six pack of it. And you only got one? Yes. Who else was drinking? There Mickey's? was a lot of people there drinking Mickey's. Yeah. I'll give you a full moon. This, oh my gosh. <laughs> when I was talking to my dad about Bush, we had a, a conversation about Mickey's too. Oh God. Yeah. He got into that because one of his buddies, that was his favorite beer. <laughs> so that's why I remember him drinking it growing up. Super Bowl Lee. Anyway, uh, poundability on the Imperial Texan. Uh, six. Poundability. I'd pound the crap out of it. Yeah, it's going to be higher just because I really, really like this beer. Yeah, it's home. I mean, the other ones we've had are like three, four, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'll say six and a half. Yeah, I'll bump it up a point to a five. Ugh. It's still, I mean, it's hoppy, it's intense, it's heavy. Yeah, but ish. It's, it's you know? good. Yeah, it is pretty good, but you got a nine percent hop bomb in front of you. It's fantastic. It's tremendous. It, you know, it's it, it was brewed in our backyard, not literally. But, but I mean, actually, it 
Well, the next one. Well, the next one, yes. But <laughs> this one was theoretically a brood in our backyard. And, uh, this, you know. This next week. <laughs> this, this next beer. <laughs> but this was a really, this is a really great beer. Very, well, not necessarily balanced, but it's just fantastic overall. And if, if you have the chance to get your, get your hands on this one, whether it's at the brewery or from a, a, your local watering hole, <laughs> You yeah. should pick up some. Someone poison the water hole. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> I agree. This is probably the best thing that Martin House does. Yeah. And I've thought that for a long time. So why were you surprised when I said this is probably one of my favorite beers ever? Well, he's drunk Because there's a lot of beers out there. Yeah. And this one's... And you've been drinking beer for a long time. Freaking fantastic. So... There's one beer that I have brewed over and over and over again that I you know, set out to clone and it's this one. So let's let's take a, a a quick stroll down Conversation Street about uh this beer that I've tried to clone. Oh sorry you didn't want music. Alright, so now we have a homebrew which it's been quite a while since we First had a homebrew time a long time, yeah. Uh for the style we're talking about. But uh, it's fitting, I guess, that the homebrew we have is what I have been trying to clone Imperial Texan with. Uh. So I call this Rancor Red because it's so hoppy it'll bite your face off. Like the Rancor from Star Wars. Right, right. Anyway, so... um, (laughs) This is probably the most brewed beer that I've done. I do it at least twice a year. Okay. So. How many times total have you done it? I think this is the fifth iteration. And each time is different as far as recipe? Yes. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to tweak it. The first time I did it was extract, and it was the best beer I'd ever brewed at that point. Okay. I have a question. Okay. Um, I don't know which millions of questions. Hey, I have a question. Okay. I have a Can I ask? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Uh, all right. So my question is: Is uh, have you ever premature uh, prematurely fermented on this beer? No, not this one. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. So before we get in the recipe, let's taste it. We just had Imperial Texan. Let's do a, a little comparison. Let me rub off the Duval glass here that you poured mine in. <laughs> he poured me a full Duval glass. Well, you had a little crappy glass you were drinking out of. Yeah, that's true. But I drank my fair share. That's well. Maybe. I just had to wait to pour the rest of it. About this one, anyway. That's a uh, pretty color. Other yeah. than my barley wine, fairly clear, pretty clear, definitely clear. Did you use Irish moss, reddish yes. orange color? Other than my barley wine, I think this is probably the prettiest beer that I've brewed. It is really pretty. It is clear. It's a really good color. The head is white. persistent, yeah. and it's white, and it, it's yeah. persistent. And it's white. It Hippie just head. stays. When I poured the first glass of the day, it was really foamy, and I had to let it sit to let it calm down. Um, so as it sits in the lines, yeah, it definitely gets more uh, enthusiastic. But uh, that comes through for sure. Aroma is very caramel. Some hot presence. Yeah. I don't, I don't get car- caramel. <laughs> um, 
I get the sweetness before I do the hops. Yeah, yeah I, I do get some kind of sweetness, but I don't think it's. It right doesn't now. sound like caramel to me. I just want to say caramel. I mean, because caramel is cool with a C instead of caramel. Caram, caramel. All right, so taste it. I want to get me some climax. <laughs> Oh, oh my I don't get that. What? <laughs> I was talking about Climax Moonshine. Oh. <laughs> By that there, uh, Tim Smith. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's it's pretty sweet at the beginning, hmm. but then hits you in the face right after that. I see some similarities with the Martin House. Yeah, me too. For sure. Me too, yeah. I think the Martin House being fresher was uh, more intense than the hops. Yeah, this one has been on tap for over a month. Yeah. So, and we uh, we've seen that before. Just over time, the the hops really drop off, um, especially on the on the hop forward examples. Right. Sometimes very quickly. Hang yeah. on. Yeah. This was canned on eight eleven sixteen, and Ooh. below that it says shake and bake. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what that means. However, as Holy a commercial crap. brewery, they might filter. And homebrew clearly is you know, usually not filtered. I'd like to point out a new product that's out there for homebrewers. New? New. Well, I don't know if it's new, but it's cool. Uh, it's actually an inline filter. They call it the bouncer. I think that's what it's called. And you, what you do is you insert the tubing from your uh, auto siphon insert. into one end. And then you have another tube coming out the other end, and it's like a little cylindrical thing with a filter inside. Dusty, it, hot. So when you're when you're siphoning Insert. your wart into the uh, carboy, it filters it for you. Hmm. Interesting. And you can clean out the filter and reuse it over and over again. I thought about getting one. It's like twenty bucks. You said insert. Abbott. Filtering's not important for homebrewers because I know, but you usually drink five gallons quicker than it matters. Yeah. The whole point of filtering is so that your product will be the same product for a long time as it sits on the shelf. My product is going in a five gallon uh, pony keg, soda corny keg, keg, and then I drink it within pony, two weeks. Corny, yeah. pretty well, much. No, I two weeks. Yeah, I don't drink mine that fast. My uh, smash beer's already gone. Really? What? Yes. Dang. I didn't try it. The Mosaic Smash Beer? Yeah. You didn't pull a bottle off to share? No, it blew uh, two nights ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I don't drink nearly that much. Uh, I still have my uh, milk stout on tap. (laughs) That's like eight months. From my wedding? From your wedding. (laughs) Yeah, it's like eight months. Yeah. I have that on tap. You need to drink more. Well, I'm never home. Then you need to have your place, your, your, your beer set up where you are home. Well, that's on the second floor of an apartment complex. So. And okay. you were on the second floor of an apartment complex when you had your homebrew set up anyway. True. I so just if don't you feel stay like there more, in. then let's have us come over and... We'll move your yep, keyser. We'll carry up your keyser up a flight of stairs. It's not that hard. <sighs> I know it's not that hard. I and just, then we'll drink a flight of beer. And then anyway, let's, let's move anyways. on. No, this is a good beer. I like this beer. Um, okay, so how on, on a scale of, of 1 to 10... One being not even close, ten being I can't tell the difference between this and Imperial Texan. Where would you sit, Sawyer? I'm gonna have to say eight and a half. Okay, Travis. It's a nine. It's good. It's, it's well, I, I don't know if it's good. I asked if it was close to Imperial Texan. Very accurate. 
Yeah, it's really close. Fit, yeah, really, really close. So. I think the Imperial Texan had a little bit more of a carbonic bite to it. Okay, uh, but that's really the only thing that's standing in, in the way of me saying a nine. Now, Travis, you do you remember the first version of this that was a extract? Yeah the uh, the mud bomb. What the first one we poured when we uh, slept in the backyard? Oh yeah, that's right. We were camping out in my backyard. A that night. mud bomb? No, it, minus minus it, the first couple of beers that were you know <laughs> super gross. It's great. Yeah, it was. Do you think amazing. this is close to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the color you finally got the color to match because yeah. um, when he switched to all grain, number was, two, three, and four, or two and three, the color was all off. Yeah. Number four was closer, and this is number five. His oh, I see. Sperm was off. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right, Sperm. so. Here's my extract recipe, the very first version 1.0. of Rancor Red 1.0. Yeah, uh, I had an OG of 1077. All right, FG 1019. Whoa, IBU 106, Serm of 13, and ABV of 7.6. Okay, I had seven and a half pounds of DME light, two and a half pounds okay. of uh, Crystal 10. One pound of Belgian candy sugar, 0.25 pounds of victory, 0.25 pounds of roasted barley, and 0.25 pounds of Kara red. Hop schedule, one ounce of Warrior at 60, one ounce of Magnum at 45, half an ounce of Simcoe at 30, half an ounce of Chinook at 30, half an ounce of Chinook at 15, and 1.5 ounce of Simcoe dry hopped for seven days. Magnum. <laughs> I used Y yeast ten fifty six American ale. Uh, also used one point teaspoon of Irish moss at fifteen minutes. So Young beer Sawyer, there's your Irish moss. Thank I you. Offer to take the yeast. Did a regular ale fermentation, cold crash, all that kind of stuff, and uh, that's what I ended up with. Regular. Like Travis said, the first couple beers we pulled off were kind of muddy. After that, it cleared up and. You got all that hop character. There were several different versions of this, but the one that we're drinking right now was actually closer to the extract version than I thought. Um, I actually used five and a half pounds of Pilsner as the base. Not two row. Five pounds of Munich. Two and a half pounds of the Caramel Tin, which is the same as the uh, extract version. Right. 0.75 of Kara Red instead of the 0.25. Uh, 0.125 of the chocolate malt. And then one pound of candy sugar, just like before. Right. Wait, is it Belgian, though? Yes. Okay. It's the the rock candy. You just dump it in, it dissolves, and, and you're good. I have Remind me that I have a story for you in a minute. Okay. Thank you. Um. <laughs> So I had one ounce of Magnum instead of the Warrior All right, for the 60-minute. Um, what kind of Warrior? The hop variety. There's a big cock. There's a big <clears throat> cock. <laughs> then another ounce of Magnum at 45. Uh, an ounce of Simcoe at 30. Simcoe. Half an ounce of Chinook at 30. Chinook. And one ounce of Columbus at 15. Columbus. 
and half an ounce of Chinook at 15 with with the Irish Moss. Irish Moss. Still used. <laughs> gosh. Still used uh, Y East 1056 American Ale. Yes. And then uh, one ounce of Columbus dry hopped for seven days. Columbus. <laughs> so there you go. There's your uh, actually two different All right. homebrew recipes for a strong ale. You know, in tasting this guy, it's pretty similar to the last thing we had. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The Martin pretty- House. Really close. We really, really, really yeah. close. I mean, you're like within millimeters of it. So, the, Have you won an award with this one? No, 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 I haven't. Okay. But the issue of uh, being really close to the Imperial Texan is, was, was the hop choice. And Cody Martin actually came out to one of our homebrew club meetings. I remember that. Uh, at When we were having the meetings at uh, Collective. Collective, yeah. 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 And one of the questions that somebody asked him was, what hops do you use in Pearl Texan? And he said, Columbus. And so I switched to Columbus for my late edition hops to try and get closer to, uh, you know, what they had. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to be different and not do that, I would be completely okay with that. Because the last one that you made, or the last few examples that you made, even though you didn't like one of them, I was really pleased with them. but okay, you didn't taste the extract one that I did. No, I know I didn't. I'm the just extract saying, one was like, dang good. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying for what I have had. The other ones were. Eh. For what I think, I, I think this is the closest one. So for far. what I have had, I really like the other ones too. So it wouldn't bother me if you didn't. This use one Columbus. is drier. It is a little drier, and it's got more hop character, but it's still got a little bit of the malty kind of caramel. Yeah. Uh, at, what I did for this one, based on the uh, as what's the word I'm thinking for compared to the last one, I used less chocolate malt, mm-hmm. and I added the Munich. Okay, okay. I think that's what the difference was. It made it a little more caramel. Uh, the color changed. I thought the care red was going to give me the red part of Imperial Texan, the double red part. Yeah. Um, but I had to lower the chocolate amount and uh, include the. Um, now I can't think. I've had too many American strong ales. Boom. <laughs> anyway, so there's your recipe. This is a great beer. Good job. Uh, nice. With the with the pilsner as a base, you have to make sure that you do a ninety minute boil instead of the sixty. Bowl. 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 And um, you know, good balls, good ale, balls. <laughs> good ale temperature for your fermentation will make a, a big difference. I think when I started home brewing, the biggest uh, difference that I had in my beers was fermentation control. Right, hands down, yeah. the biggest thing you can do to help your beers is fermentation control. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, All I right. think uh, as far as myself being a an official bombastic bit of bomb, bomb, I played the wrong one. BJCP judge. Um, <laughs> I would say that this one is probably the best iteration of this beer you've done so far. Yeah, it's spot yeah. on. It's very pretty. I would it's agree. Pleasant to look look at, and then 
it's great to drink. So I don't think the best beer I've ever brewed. No, but the best version of this one. Of this one, yes. yes. Yeah, I think you're on the right track. And um, as far as your experimentations with trying to tweak it, yeah, yeah, this is good. I like this. You know, that's that's kind of been the the track I've taken to brewing lately. Rather than do new recipes every time, I I really like to dial in the ones that I have. You know, yeah, that's different. This this was a good beer. Let, let me tweak it a little bit and see if I can make it even better. You know, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I obviously I'm newer to this thing than you guys are. You know, I've been doing this a while, but you you brewed a, a good number of beers. Well, I have, but you know, now that I have these these this select you know amount of beers, I'm I'm are starting to go back and redo them again. You know, because I'd like to make them better. Like you know, with Fratto's wedding beer, for example. You know, I did my Imperial Blonde. I added. Three. Yeah, you, you got to You got to dial in your process. Yeah, I know, but I you know I, I made some recipe changes though too. You know, I added the three pounds of corn sugar. And uh, that was a little uh, excessive, but it worked. <laughs> and um, I put in the uh, agave nectar and the paradise seeds this time. So hopefully we'll, this comes we'll out. We'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we will find out on Saturday. I'm going to keg that thing on Tuesday. So, yep. Next episode, we will let you know <laughs> if it How was the agave great nectar. or if it was awful <laughs> or what. Oh, God. Yeah, and I did uh, Kessel Run Kolsch version <laughs> four. For the wedding, nice. I'm excited for that beer. That's a good beer. It'll be interesting. We'll see. How and it Travis, turns out. what did you do again? I did a uh, apricot wheat. Oh yes. yeah, your last apricot beer was yeah. really good. Apricot did, or apricot? I've done it one time before. <laughs> yeah, the last it, one. It's you had. pronounced tomato. Yeah, I've oh, done okay. it one time before, and it was fantastic. I mean, yeah, we all great. loved it. Oh yeah, I drank the oh. crap out of it. How did that happen? But um, <laughs> I decided to do it again, and. Well, it's less than a week, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see all the different beers that are uh, served on our five tap tap tower that we've got. Uh huh. Going to the chapel and what? Gonna get married and what? Gonna drink a lot of beer and get what is, a little. Sounds like John Mayer because he's breathing a lot. What was that? Okay, hang on a second. John Mayer, <laughs> not John Mayer. John Mayer. <laughs> Who's the other dude that sounds like Sinatra? Sinatra? Yeah, okay, so you got... Buble? You, yeah, Buble. Okay, Buble? <laughs> Buble? I was guessing. Was I right? Yeah, you're right. Oh, my gosh. Buble or Harry Connick Jr.? Harry Connick. Every day of the week. What do you think? Hey, my, my songs make you want to make love with me. That's what I want right. to do you. I'm Buble. Buble. No, Harry Connick, every uh, day of the week. I have to agree with Harry, too. Harry Connick. He's got a great Booty version boop. of Don't Get Around Much Booty Anymore. Boop. Anyway. I have a tab handle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Travis. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't have... Un- yeah, you, I'm unplugged. You don't have time to uh, pull your iPad on. Thank you for joining us for this episode where we delved into the American Strong Ale. Join us next week when we move to the Isle of Scotland for Scottish ales. Cheers until then.